Boker Tov and good morning. Welcome back to our Living with Emuna series in which we gather each and every week in order to reinforce the sense of Emuna in our lives that life is not random or chance or happenstance. There's a Ribbon Shalom. We have a Father in Heaven. We are engaged in a loving, romantic relationship with Hashem to feel His presence, to identify His influence, to express our gratitude, even to express our objection or protest, but whatever it is, to see He is there and to develop that closeness and that relationship with Hashem. I want to thank our sponsors for the year, Dr. Avi, Drs. Avi and Bella Morgan. So grateful to their generosity and sponsorship. They sponsored our Living with Amuna series in memory of Rabbi Dr. Brian Galbit, whose Yeret site is today. Today is the first Yeret site of our dear, dear friend, Baruch Tzvi ben Ruvein Nasan, Rabbi Dr. Brian Galbit, who lived a life that was informed by Amuna, was inspired by his relationship with Hashem. We spoke last night at a uh, Yeretzite gathering, you could watch it on, uh, on our YouTube channel, about Brian, this week's parsha Asisa Hayashav Atov, to do what is right, what is just, what is correct, what Hashem wants from us. It's this week's parsha, Yashchanan. It says that all Torah can be reduced to that one statement. Always ask yourself, what would Hashem want in this moment? What's going to give nachas to Hashem? What's going to make him proud? Does he want me to react this way? Does he want me to take this action? Does he want me to speak this way? What does Hashem want from me in this moment? Ask ourselves that question. It'll take us very far in life. Brian's name is Ruven Tzvi. Tzvi is an acronym. Tzadik be'emunaso yichya. The Pasuk, the Navi Chabakuk says, you could reduce life to that motto, to that mission statement. That Tzadik, the righteous, be'emunaso yichya. If you see Hashem, if you feel Hashem, if you identify Hashem, if you're grateful to Hashem, then you're truly alive, no matter what you're going through, no matter what challenges may lay in your way. But if you live a life of denial, if you are unsure, if you are heretical, if you uh, deny Hashem's existence and influence, then a person is dead even while they're alive. What kind of quality of life is there? And so tzadik be'emunaso yichye, tzvi, and Baruch Tzvi's neshama today on his first year at Shadav and Aliyah, we're so grateful to the Morgans for their sponsorship. This class is also sponsored by Leo and Lucy D. of Efrat in memory of Leo's great-grandfather, Rabbi Yehuda Halevi. Rabbi Yehuda Halevi, whose neshama as well should have an aliyah. Okay, we are towards the end, and maybe even we'll finish up today the uh, essay that we've been studying for many, many months. Rabbi Tamar Schwartz, the author of the Bavavi Mishkan Evne, who has been defining for us a life of bitachon. Life of bitachon does not mean in the moment we express bitachon. Bitachon is not a strategy. I've got to go to the doctor. I've got to apply for the job. I've got to, oh yeah, let me also ask Hashem because that's on my checklist. Bitachon is not a strategy. It's not something I check off. It's not among the things that I have to do. Lately, uh, my wife and I have daily meetings. Okay, what's the task list? What do we got to do? What do we got to read for the simcha? What do we got to do in our quarantine? What do I have to do with our kids? Check, 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 check. Did you do your list? Did I do my list? So it's not like bitachon's on the list. Well, we really want everything to work out. You've got to call the caterer. You've got to make sure you invite people. Since we are less than a week before, it's probably time to figure out our numbers and invite. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Oh, yeah. Also, don't forget to daven and ask Hashem because that's on our checklist. No, is not a checklist. Bitachon's not another thing that I have to do. What he's developed for us is that bitachon is a way of life. It's a way of looking at life. It's the LASIK surgery to correct our vision for life to look at the world and not see conflict, to not have to battle, to not see tension, to not face opposition, but rather to see the whole world operating in harmony, to feel the presence of Hashem guiding us, to know that all that happens does for a reason, and therefore the serenity and the peace of mind and the tranquility that takes over. Because you take the COVID test and you say, whichever way it comes back, and of course we daven for our Fuah Shlema, for all those who are ill, 
But whichever way it comes back is the way it's meant to be. And even if it might present some challenges to the timeline that we're living our lives, but if you have Amunah Bitachon, if Dveikas, if you attach yourself to Hashem, also this week's parasha, Dveikas, like glue, attach ourselves to Hashem, ride his coattails, he has our back, stick with him and he's got us covered. Glue, Devek, Dveikut, Dveikas, is Devek, glue, stick with Hashem, he's got your back, he's got us covered, just stick with him. Stick with him like glue. And a person who lives that life is not simply checking something off of a checklist. A person who lives that life is putting on a pair of glasses, is having corrective lens, corrective lens surgery, is looking at the world in an entirely different way. Says Rav Schwartz, the notion that we have some self-confidence, self-assurance, the notion that we, and I will continue to beat this example to death, the notion that we're confident that we can pick up a cup of coffee, and I thought of all of you the other day, I made a cup of coffee, I put on a lid, I started to walk with it, and the cup slipped out of my hand, and the lid fell off, and it almost spilled all over myself, and I laughed and I said, it's my fault, in this Amunashir, every week I give the example of making and lifting and sipping a cup of coffee all without incidents. And I said, until, until there's an incident, and then you realize you can't take it for granted. So... The level, the fact that implicitly, without thinking about it, without stressing or worrying about it, without then being grateful for it, I make my cup of coffee all while I'm doing 10 other things. I carry it all while I'm doing 10 other things. And I drink it till I get to the bottom of it and say, what happened to that cup of coffee? All mindlessly and while doing 10 other things. And at no point did I worry. It's going to slip out of my hand. It's going to burn my tongue. It's going to fall. It's going to stain my shirt. It'll never work out effectively. Maybe the coffee is contaminated and poisoned and it's going to kill me. We live our lives with a level of trust and a level of faith. We have faith in the doctor and faith in the lawyer and faith in the banker and faith in the insurance broker. And we have faith. We have faith in the pharmacy and we have faith in the supermarket. We have faith that the test is accurate. We live our lives with faith and it's not misplaced faith. It's an exercise to reinforce our capacity for faith. And now that we know that have that faith, faith in others and faith in ourselves, now the hard work begins to realize that underlying all of that faith, the foundation of the faith that we show to others and to ourselves is the Ribbon Shalom, is the Almighty. And that's what he's saying now, the faith we have in ourselves, the faith that I can get out of bed and walk and I won't fall flat on my face, the faith in my decision-making and my judgment and my capacity to come to, to come to positive or safe conclusions. That faith in myself is faith in the Ribbonu Shalom who is in me. It's not in me. It's that Hashem is expressing Himself in all these things around the world. Hashem is in my Kerig machine. Hashem is in my oven. Hashem is in the car brakes of my car. Hashem is in the fact that I discovered this doctor, this lawyer, this insurance broker. Hashem is expressing Himself in that world around me and the faith is not in the people and the things. The faith ultimately has to be in Hashem. In Hashem. amuka. The deeper this concept is, the clearer it is. So when I make the cup of coffee, I thoughtlessly and mindlessly make up the cup of coffee. I shouldn't do so thoughtlessly. I should say to myself, Ribbonu Shalom, Shkoyach on the cup of coffee. 
Thank you for inventing and growing the coffee bean and allowing it to be harvested and allowing it to be transported and allowing it to be ground and allowing it to be put in a pod and allowing it to be invented into a keurig and allowing it to make it and allowing it to successfully have my brain shoot neurons to my arms and my joints and my muscles to lift it successfully to my lips and to sip it and to be awakened and energized and to feel the emotional connection from a cup of coffee. Ribona Shalom, all the steps of faith that I have to go into trusting this cup of coffee, it's all you. It's all you. Again, it's a silly example. And if you don't like the example, then blame me, not Rav Schwartz. But the principle is that we show faith in ourselves and faith all around, in our judgment, our actions, our behaviors, our speech, in the fact that we are willing to let go. You know the exercise where you lean back? You ever see this? An exercise where you lean back and trust that the person behind you is going to catch you? Then they have a lot of these you know, videos where someone does that near a pool and they don't catch you and they fall right in the pool. But there's an exercise of trust, team exercise, team building where someone stands behind you and you lean back and you trust that they're going to catch you and you're not going to fall directly on your back. That is what Kirsch Baruch says. I want you to lean back and trust I'm going to catch you. Not to fail to take initiative. Of course, you have to take your effort, take initiative. You have to do what's right. We all have to do what's right in our lives, of course. But it means I want you to lean in life on me. So when you're leaning on the lawyer, the doctor, the pharmacy, when you're leaning on the car brakes that they're going to work, when you're leaning on the food that you take out that it's not going to kill you, when you're leaning on these areas around our lives, know that we're not only leaning on them, we're leaning on Hashem who's found in them. And that is bitachon emes. It's truthful. That is accurate. It's honest. That is a faithful expression of faith. And through this we can explain and understand the Pasuk. Hashem alokav imo. Utruas Melech Bo. The Pasuk says, Hashem Alokav Imo. This is a Pasuk in Bamidbar, Perachar Gimel, Pasuk Chav Aleph. It says, I just lost my place. Hashem Alokav Imo. Hashem, your God will be with you. Utruas Melech Bo. Kach Kevan Shapu Lasem Shal Yisrael Haina Mitocha Tfisa Hapnimius Hashem Alokav Imo. Why am I confident and why am I calm and why do I feel capable? Because Hashem is with me. He manifests Himself in me and in others with whom I interact. Hashem Elokav Imo, I live my life. Hashem is with me. It's going to work out. It's for a reason. It's for a purpose. It's the way it's meant to be. I have the capacity. I put the trust. I live with the confidence. And therefore I feel the calm. Why? Because Hashem Elokav Imo, Hashem is with me. Shakalish Baruch Mitocham. Hashem is the one at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. Hashem is the one in the courtroom or in the operating room. Hashem is the one in the supermarket, the pharmacy. Hashem is the one who's helping guide my judgment and decision-making. When you live your life, Hashem when you feel Hashem is manifesting Himself in us and all with whom we interact, then then we've coronated God in it. Hashem is all around us. Hashem's in our Kerig machine or an espresso machine or the old-fashioned spoonful of a cup of instant coffee. Hashem is in Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. Hashem is again in my car mechanic or my insurance broker. Hashem is all around me. Hashem elokavimo. If I live my life and I don't say, you know, there are, there are, we call these things phobias. It's a form of mental illness to have no confidence and therefore to be deprived of calm. It's a mental illness. To have no peace of mind, no tranquility, no serenity, because you're constantly anxious and worried and afraid is a phobia. What if, what, if the is, what if the doctor doesn't know what he's going to do? He's going to misdiagnose and prescribe me the wrong medicine. What if the pharmacy mixes it up and kills me by giving me a medicine that's not for me? What if my brakes fail and I roll down the hill and I can't stop? What if and what if and what if and what if? What if is mental illness? 
person who's robbed of serenity and peace of mind. What if the plane goes down? What if the car crashes? What if my child gets injured? How can I trust and send them off and overseas to the year in Israel or to college? How do I know that they're not going to have a terrible conflict in this marriage? How can I trust it's going to go well? How can I trust? That's a phobia. That fear is a mental illness. And the consequence of that mental illness is it robs one of serenity, peace of mind, calmness, contentment. And the antidote, the opposite, the way to achieve calm, confidence, and peace of mind is to not look at the phobia of what if, but to say, Hashem lo I meant to be stuck on the side of the highway with a flat tire, and there is a plan. And if my timeline of a simcha or of my summer plans or of whatever it is in life is thrown off, Hashem lo it's the way it's meant to be. And if I did my due diligence and chose a good lawyer or doctor, I'm not saying to live life recklessly. You've got to do due diligence. We have to take initiative. It's a theme that we repeat over and over again each and every week. We have to do due diligence. We have to be responsible. But if I did my due diligence and I researched this doctor, this stockbroker, this lawyer, this insurance salesperson, I had my car serviced. I did all the things I need to do. Once I have, Hashem Lukavimo. Hashem is with me and Hashem is manifesting through my judgment and decisions. I should have some self-confidence because a failure to have confidence in myself is a failure to have confidence in God because God is in me. Every one of us is a spark of godliness. Every one of us is a tselem elokim. And a failure to defer and believe in Hashem is a failure to believe in ourselves. Is a failure to believe Hashem elokavimo. Hashem is with me. Utruas melech bo. And therefore I coronate God through the life that I live all around me. The Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah tells us a story. When the Jewish people fought with Amalek, Moshe went on top of the mountain, and when he lifted his hands, they were victorious. They were triumphant. They won. And when he lowered his hands, they struggled. They were weak. They were losing. And the Mishnah wonders, There's a great song by the London School of Jewish Music many, many years ago. The choir, the Jewish choir of the London School of Jewish Music on this Mishnah. I will spare you singing it. But not just because it's the nine days. That would probably add to your sense of sorrow for me to sing for you. Moshe's hands influenced the outcome of war, wonders the Mishnah. What a bizarre story. The influence, what influences the outcome of war is military strategy and military might and military superiority and military cunning and military fitness. Moshe on top of a mountain raising his hands, that's why you were victorious? Lowering the hands, that's why you lose? It makes no sense. El Aloma Lacha says the Mishnah, Kosmatra Yisro Mistakran Krape Mala, Mushabdanis Libalavi and Shabashemayim Hayumiz Gabrim, Vimlav Hayunoflim says the Mishnah. You know why Moshe's hands? Moshe didn't have magical hands. Sure, he had lovely soft hands, but Moshe didn't have magical hands that when he raised them they won and when they lowered them they lost. You know what happened when Moshe would raise his hands? Look up, the people looked up. His hands were pointing towards the heavens. And they'd say, oh, you're right. Yes, you know what? We did the training. And we have the military equipment and weapons and superiority. But you know why we're going to win? Because we have Hashem on our side. And so we've done our due diligence. We've taken our initiative. We've done what we need to have. And rather than live with a phobia or fear, rather, rather than be insecure that even with all of that, we're going to lose, Hashem Elokavimo, look up. Look up and know there's a God, there's a plan. The world is operating in harmony. What happens is what's meant to be. And once we've done our part, we can lean back and trust he's going to catch us. But when Moshe lowered his hands and faced the earth, and they looked down at the earth and they said, it's all on us for good and for bad, with pride and arrogance, or with fear and phobia, they said, it's all on us. 
That's when they began to lose. When the Jewish people think that we are stronger than our enemies, so when we live our lives with that arrogance that it's all up to us, it's our superiority, it's our might, it's our effort, it's our ingenuity, it's our entrepreneurship, all that success in life is because of us. If our hands point down towards the ground towards us, how you know, Flynn, we're going to fall flat on our face. You know, the arrogant egomaniac who thinks that their success materially, financially, who thinks their success in life and reputation, who thinks their success in war, the person who thinks their success is because of them, that arrogance, that ego, it damages every relationship, including or most especially the relationship with Hashem. We spoke about it in the Parsha class yesterday, a Pasuk in our Parsha, Anochi Omeid ben Hashem Nechem. Moshe, when he's recounting the story of the giving of the Torah, tells the people, do you remember? Hashem gave the first two commandments, but you were so scared, you were afraid. And so Anochi, I had to stand between you and him. I had to stand as the intermediary, the go-between, to communicate and transmit his message because you were so, so afraid. So the Baal Shem Tov, the Heiliga founder of Hasidus, the Heiliga Baal Shem Tov says, you know what this Pasuk means? You know what stands between us and Hashem? Anochi, the sense of ego, the sense of I. There are two Anochis. There's the Anochi Hashem Elokecha, there's the Anochi where Hashem says, I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. The very first word of the first commandment of the Ten Commandments, Anochi, there's the Anochi of God, and there's the Anochi of me. And you know what stands between us and God? What stands between us and our spouse? What stands between us and our friends? What stands between us and our colleagues? What stands between us and our children? Is Anochi. Anochi omeid ben Hashem uvenechem. What stands between us and others is our ego, our id, our sense of I. Anochi means I. Is life about I, me, me, my happiness, my wants, my needs, my priorities, I, 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 my pride, my honor, my glory, my name, my reputation. I, I, I. Anochi omeid bin Hashem uvenechem. It's a sense of Anochi of I that stands between. So when Moshe would put his hands up, he'd say, it's not you. Yes, be proud. We have a wonderful military and we've trained hard and we've got a great strategy and we've amassed incredible weapons and be proud of all of that. But in the end of the day, Moshe put his hands up and said, Hashem Mo." in the end of the day, it's him. It's him. Because all that we have is on loan. It's not part of our permanent connect collection. All that we have is borrowed. It's not something that we'll always have. And how are we reminded of that when our hands go towards the heavens, but when Moshe lowered his hands, when they faced the earth and we forgot, and we forgot, we forgot who's really responsible, Hashem Mo, the harmony of the universe, that if we really want to attach ourselves to the only one who faces no tension, no battle, the obstacle, it's the Ribona Shalom. It's the Ribona Shalom. When we attach ourselves to Hashem, then we've won. To a certain degree, we've won no matter the outcome of the war we've won because we've attached ourselves to Him. My dearest friends, that's the choice that we have and how we live our lives. Like Moshe Rabbeinu, we can literally or figuratively lift our hands and look up, or we could lower our hands and look down. We could take our effort and initiative, do our due diligence, and then put our trust and faith in Him. Hashem mo. I trust the doctor, the lawyer, the judge, the insurance salesman. I trust the brakes of my car, the pilot of the plane. I trust. I have no phobia, no fear. I live with calm and serenity. I have the menuchas and nefesh that everybody craves because Hashem mo is with me. 
I'm not worried when I'm going to the clinic to take the test, because whichever the outcome is, it's what's meant to be. Hashem Elokavimo, I trust Him. And I trust the accuracy of His tests. I have no fear. It's the way it's meant to be. We'll change the tire. We'll get to where we're meant to be. When we get there, should I tell you the latest Goldberg story in the saga? Every week we got a story for you. So one of the big things when, when daughter gets married is her shaito, the wig, if she wants a wig. So these wigs are not inexpensive. Even though in, I think, North Carolina, we passed a sign for cheap wigs on the side of the highway, that suggestion that maybe we pull over, that's where she gets her shaito, did not go very well. That didn't go over very well. Anyway, so there was a shaito, but we're under quarantine, so she couldn't get it washed or, I don't even know, styled to the person who sold the shaito. So we had to have it FedEx. So somebody took it for us and FedExed it with guaranteed delivery and insurance to get there a certain day. Not insurance, guaranteed delivery to get there a certain day. I think that day was this past Friday, and today is Wednesday, and FedEx, it is lost in cyberspace, unable to find where the shaito is. Now, the shaito is not inexpensive, and for a girl who wants to have a shetel to wear to her sheva brachas, shetel is kind of an important appendage, apparently. Apparently, I'm comfortable having no hair, but those who want to be able to uh, have hair, it's very important to have. So, but Baruch Hashem, my amazing family, my wife and kids, they're fantastic, even better than I am in this. So you take a deep breath and say, FedEx will find it when it's meant to be found. It's out there somewhere, and it'll come when it's meant to come. We'll figure it out in the meantime. We'll figure it out in the meantime. So you could live with a phobia and fear, you can go crazy, you could get no sleep at night because you can't track the missing shaitel, or you could take that deep breath, restore your life, neshama through the neshima, neshama your soul through the neshima, the breath of life. You can find the serenity, the peace of mind. Now, of course, you should hold FedEx accountable. Call, track, challenge them, ask them what's the point of guaranteed delivery if it's not delivered. Do all of those things, but at the end of the day, don't lose your calm, your cool, your peace of mind, your serenity, your happiness. There are no oppositions and there is no tension, there is no conflict because it's all from Hashem, it's all what's meant to be. Rav Dov Zinger, did I share this recently? Rav Dov Zinger, who's an amazing personality in Israel, the Rosh Yeshiva of the Yeshiva, the three boys who were kidnapped and killed this time of year, six years ago, the Yeshiva they attended to, he was the wonderful Rosh Yeshiva. He came to Boca this year for a Shabbos and he is all about mindfulness and meaning. He has such peace of mind, such zizkai, such serenity. He's an amazing, amazing human being. Amazing human being. So when he did a workshop in our shul earlier this year about Amuna and his bodhidus, he talked about when you daven, don't be embarrassed or afraid to put your hands up to Shemayim. Like Rav Nachman, you put your hands up and you look up while you daven. And one of the uh, beauties of quarantining, because there are silver linings even within it, is that when you're standing in Minyan, you're davening with others, and you are self-conscious about how you look, you're likely not going to be that guy or that gal who puts her hands up to the heavens and starts, you know, in the middle of shul, looking like, you know, some fanatic, some extremist. But when you're davening all alone, when you're in quarantine, when you're outside on the porch looking at the deer in the backyard in Muncie and nobody's watching, you could put your hands up. And I have to tell you, like the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, Yadav Shamosha, Osos Melchama, when you put your hands up, you're, you're reaching out for a hug from your Father in Heaven. And it feels that way, Kosh Baruch I'm reaching, I'm reaching. Another blessing of quarantine is when you're locked up with your favorite people on the planet, so my now nine or ten-month-old grandson is starting to learn to reach. Zaydi, Zayda, to reach. There's no greater thing in the entire world. That's it. There's nothing better on the entire planet than when your grandson reaches. When your grandson reaches. So we are reaching for our father. We put our hands up while we dive. We say, Hashem, I'm reaching. Those who are listening are not getting the visual right now. But I'm reaching for you, Hashem. I'm reaching. Give me a hug. Take me into your arms. Catch me. Hold me. Caress me. Hug me. 
Give me a kiss on my cappy. Tell me it'll all be all right. Hashem, I'm reaching, I'm reaching. Give me that hug. So when you daven and you put your hands up like Moshe did, it has this amazing ability to transport us and to feel the sense of, of being uh, assured and calmed, the peace of mind that one can attain. And this is the deeper meaning of the Pasuk. The eternality of the Jewish people, the timelessness of the Jewish people, the netzach, the triumph, the success of the Jewish people, the simple understanding is that our success is guaranteed. The success of the Jewish people, it's guaranteed. That's the simple understanding. However, that's not so simple. Six-day war, great happy ending. The Yom Kippur War, not so good. Our success is not always guaranteed. I don't think anyone would characterize the Crusades, the Inquisition, or the Holocaust as a success. If our success was always so guaranteed, why are we sitting on the floor tonight, tomorrow morning, and why will we live and recount the tragedies and calamities of Jewish history? What it means, Netzach Yisrael lo yishaker. It means that a person who lives with a mentality of Hashem alokav imo, that Netzach Yisrael, the Jewish people, Tzadik be'emunasa yich yitzvi, baruch tzvi, the person who lives life, Hashem alokav imo, Hashem is with me. Hashem is with me. Hashem is with me when I'm getting terrible diagnosis. Hashem is with me through horrific treatment. Hashem is with me on a deathbed. Person who lives Hashem Elokavimo, that Hashem is always with them. Lo Yishaker, such a life is a life of eternity. Such a life is a life of timelessness. Such a life is a life of immortality. Person who lives with a sense that Hashem is always with me has tapped into the world of eternal truth, of immortality. Our enemies and adversaries, the obstacles and the, and the impediments that we face, they all come with some self, self-confidence, self-assurance. They think it's all about them. They think it's all about them. We, we enter war. We enter war. And it could mean literally entering war, entering Gaza. You remember the image six years ago? When we went in to go get those three boys or avenge their blood, and there were images, these videos, I still watch them once in a while for the chizak it gives. When you watch units and battalions of Jewish soldiers who were jumping up and down and singing about Hashem, Animamin, and Akadosh Baruch Hu before going in, the Benny Friedman song about Amuna, amazing, amazing that image. Their guns are in a pile, and they're, they're a mosh pit of soldiers singing about Amuna in Hashem, that Hashem is going to protect them. That's a Jewish way. That's the Jewish mentality. So it could be literally going into war against an enemy in Gaza. It could be going against the war, the war to eat the corn chips. Could be going against the war to sleep in. Going against the war to say the wrong thing. Could be going to battle my alter ego. Battling in relationships. Battling in life. Not to go in with self-confidence and self-assuredness, but rather to go in with a sense of of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yisrael we go into war, Hashem is with us. You go into the boardroom, the operating room, the courtroom, you go into the supermarket or the gym, you go into any arena of life, and Shem Shemayim Shagor Befiv, Mirz Hashem, Chaste Hashem, Be'ezras Hashem. Thank God, please God, 
doesn't matter what language you say it in, but we go in with an attitude. Hashem's name is dripping from our lips. We are turning to Him. This was an insight. I forgot which great Rebbe said. When the Gemara says, Halavai she'yispala kola yom kulo. Halavai, wouldn't it be amazing if we could daven the whole day long? Most people don't feel that way. But the Gemara Chazal observed, wouldn't it be amazing if you could daven the whole day? He says, what do you mean daven the whole day? I got to go to work. I got to cook and clean. I have to go to the bathroom. I have to sleep. What do you mean go to daven the whole day? Who could daven the whole day? He says, no, you know what what it means? Halavai, that a person, whatever activity they were doing the whole day, began it with davening. Hashem, let the potato kugel come out. Hashem, let the negotiation go in my favor. Hashem, let the drasha be smooth. Hashem, let the bedtime, let the kid fall asleep right away. Whatever activity you're about to do, from the mundane to the holy, whatever activity, excuse me, shem shamayim shagar b'fiv, whatever activity, halavai, we're davening the whole day long that Hashem is what's animating, informing, inspiring. He's with us. He's with us lying next to us while we're putting the kid to bed. He's with us when we're going into that courtroom. He's with us in the boardroom. He's with us in the operating room. He's with us on the plane or in the car. He's with us when we're picking up from the pharmacy. That there's a little tefillah that we offer on our way into every activity, whether we verbalize it and articulate it out loud or whether we think about it in our heart and our mind. But Hashem is always with us. Hashem is with us. We assign all the power and all the success. We stick to and cling to God. We lean back and we let Him catch us. He's with us. So what do I have to fear? What do I have to be afraid of? What do I have to worry about? There's nothing I face. I can be calm and tranquil, and I'm not afraid. It's all good, it's all good. The peace of mind, the simcha, the simcha sachayim, the happiness, the joy. We will be victorious, we will be triumphant. The resolve, the resiliency, we will not only survive, but we will thrive. Our immortality comes from an attitude and mentality of Hashem al-Kavimo. Hashem is with me. I take my part, I do my due diligence, I take my initiative, and then Hashem al-Kavimo, Hashem is with me. Put my arms up while I dive and give me a hug. Tati, take me in your arms. Hashem, give me a hug. Take me in your arms because I trust you. Yes, I'll take the initiative. I'll do the hard work. But I trust in you. I trust in you. And so I wish everyone here should have a meaningful fast. We shouldn't have to fast. We should be in Yerushalayim for the next Amunash year. But if we have to fast, it should be a meaningful one. Not an easy one necessarily. Not hard. But most important, it should be meaningful. We should long to be close to Him again. It says, It means all that were pursuing us, they caught us in these times, these three weeks. But the great Hasid Shereb has said, No, read it, Those who are chasing Hashem, you can catch Him, you can catch up to Him. Sometimes in this very low and dark place, sometimes from a feeling of alienation and distance, you can long to return to Hashem. Put your hands up for the hug. He's waiting. Even if you feel like you're far away, put your hands up and get that hug because that's what he's waiting for. Mitzvah Hashem, we should feel his hug and reciprocate and be together. Have a happy, holy, and a healthy day.